In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday, the blessed month of Paona, and the theme of this Coptic month is the work of the Holy Spirit in the Church. And the Gospel of today is from Matthew chapter 12, which is about the healing of the demon-possessed man who was also blind and mute. And the Lord exercised this demon out of this poor man. And the Pharisees, they accused our Lord of casting out demons by the power of Beelzebub. And in response, our Lord, He gave a, a short rebuttal. And He told them, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom of God has come upon us by the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and through the sacraments of the church. One Western father, he said about this verse, he said, Good things are coming to you. Do not oppose your own salvation. In other words, do not oppose your salvation by blaspheming, denying, rejecting, or quenching the work of the Holy Spirit in you. And that's exactly what the Pharisees did. The Pharisees, they preferred envy over thankfulness. They preferred justice over mercy. And they did not have the love of God in them. And St. John Chrysostom, in his commentary on this verse... He says, if I ca- on, the, on the verse, if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. He says that the Spirit of God and the kingdom of God signify the power of love. Signify the power of love. And another person said, love is the weapon which God reserved to conquer rebel man when all the rest had failed. The gospel and the readings of today, I think they show us the power of God's love that was bestowed on us by the Holy Spirit. And that's why I want to talk to you about the transformative power of divine love that we can see in the readings today. The power of God and the power of divine love draws me closer and closer to God. In the Old Testament, God spoke to the prophet Jeremiah and said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. God draws us to him by his divine love. I can imagine this man who was healed, after he was healed, he loved the Lord so much. He had been drawn in by divine love. St. John says this in his epistle, We love him because he first loved us. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you're all familiar with this. Uh, in, in 1992, Gary Chapman, he wrote a book called uh, The Five Love Languages. And this book outlined five general ways that like a married couple can express and experience love. Quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, receiving gifts. And the premise of the book which is an amazing book, everyone should read it, especially the married people, is that each person has a preferred love, love, love language and a way they prefer to receive love. And so the idea of the book is that our spouses need to learn to speak our love language. 
The amazing thing about God is that God of course speaks all of the love languages because God is the source of love. And this is important because we love when people speak our love language. So if God is speaking a love language to me, this is very appealing to me, this will draw me closer and closer to God. So I love God because He wants to spend quality time with me. And you see this from the beginning of creation. God was walking with Adam and Eve in the garden. They would speak together. They lived in communion together. And when mankind fell, God desired even desired to be among His people through the tabernacle and the temple. And God spent quality time with Moses and the prophets. And you know, when I think of the, like Mount Sinai, and I think of the Ten Commandments. I was thinking about, like, if God wanted Moses to receive the Ten Commandments, how long would it have taken for Moses to get the Ten Commandments? Like, actually, Moses didn't even have to, like, work for the... It says, actually, the Ten Commandments were written with, like, the finger of God. So, actually, Moses didn't even need to be, like... He could have went up on the mountain and just came down but there was something special God wanted to spend like quality time with Moses and not only once he did it twice to show us like this quality time and so that's probably why like Moses was so frustrated when he came back down he had just been with God for 40 days and experiencing the love of God and how wonderful God is and then he comes down and he finds his people like worshipping idols, that must have been so frustrating to Moses. So we experience, and God has given us the love language of quality time. He wants to spend quality time with us. We experience the love of God by the words of affirmation that are found throughout the scripture. We're called the sons, princes, heirs to the kingdom. We say in the fraction for the apostles, we are a chosen race, a kingdom, a priesthood, a holy nation, a justified people. So that's the, the words of affirmation. We experience the love of God by touch when we partake in the Eucharist. And in the fraction of in the, the Saint uh, of the Cyrillian liturgy, we recall how Isaiah was cleansed by the touch of the ember from the altar at the hands of one of the seraphim. And we say, give us this true ember that is life-giving to soul, body, and spirit, which is the holy body and precious blood of your Christ. We can experience the love of God by recognizing how the Lord is serving us, like acts of service. Although He is Master and Lord, He is the one serving us. In His great humility, He loves to serve us. He loves to provide for us. He washed the feet for the disciples, and He's constantly washing our feet. And even in our prayers, He gave us the right to make demands from God. Like for instance, I was thinking about, like in the Lord's Prayer, we say, Give us this day our daily bread. Like, give it to us. Like, we are making a demand, and God, like, and the Lord taught us to make this demand. And it's almost as if He is the servant, He will give, like we make, Giblin Ish. You know, who would you say that to? You would say that to, like a servant. But we say this to, to God. Even in the liturgical life of the church, we, we say it differently. We say we invoke 
the Holy Spirit. But to invoke the Holy Spirit is actually like, is a nice way of saying, like, we command the Holy Spirit to come. And so, I was thinking, like, this Holy Spirit, like, he's like a servant, like, Holy Spirit, please come and bless this bread. Please, Holy Spirit, come and bless this water. Yes, Holy Spirit, come and bless this. The Holy Spirit is, like, serving us. This is a great honor. He's the Master and Lord, but yet He chooses to listen to our commands, to listen to our prayers. We experience the love of God by gifts. And that's why in the Vespers last night, the Gospel was from Matthew chapter 7, and it was also the Gospel two weeks ago in the first week of Piona. It said, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Or in the Gospel of Luke, it says, How much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's why, like St. Paul in his epistle to the Romans, he says, The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So, the Holy Spirit was given to us, and this, the love of God, that's how the love of God was poured out, by giving the Holy Spirit. So, that's the first way we can experience the power of divine love, through all of the love languages that God has tried to draw us near to Him. The second way the power of divine love like, inspires us is it gives us healing and protection. In the gospel of today, the divine love, it was divine love that healed this demon-possessed man. And what struck me in this gospel of today, and is true in many of the passages of scripture, is how our Lord loves those who are not lovable. Are not lovable, the Samaritan woman, the sinful, the sinful woman, the rich young ruler, it says he loved him, the demon-possessed man of the Gadarenes, this guy was a nuisance, like an outcast, just kick him out. But the Lord visited and healed him. And this man was also probably a menace to society. And if not a menace, I would say at least a burden to society. But the divine love does not see anyone as a burden to society. Divine love sees this as an opportunity to love others. Divine love sees this as an opportunity for service. Divine love sees this as an opportunity to heal. And I wonder how our service in the church would be different if we were full of this divine love. Like in the Catholic epistle today, St. Peter, he calls the Lord, he calls them the morning star. A light that shines in darkness. And, and similarly in the book of Malachi, the Lord is referred to as the son of righteousness. But after the prophet Malachi says that the Lord is the son of righteousness, he says... The Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in His wings. The love of God provides healing, and it provides healing in two ways, just as like medicine. Some medicine remedy, remedies an illness, and some medicine prevents illness. So, the love of God heals the wounds of sin when we receive absolution. The love of God can heal us from disorderly life, like bad habits, as it did with St. Moses. 
St. Moses, he was living such a weird life. But the love of God compelled him to, to straighten his way. That's why in the psalm, one of the psalms says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. And the word converting the soul means that it's restoring it from dis- decay or disorder, from sorrow or affliction, from death. So the law of the Lord, the love of God, converts the soul. In the gospel of today we see this when our Lord said, Therefore I say to you, every sin and every blasphemy will be forgiven. This is the result of divine love. But blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. The blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is to be against the divine love. St. Augustine, he says, that to speak or to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit is to speak against this divine love and the act of forgiveness. It's as if, like uh, one good demonstration or one good analogy that I read, is as if a child is running to his father and he's unable to reach a toy on a shelf. And so the father wants to lift up the child so he can grab the toy. But if the child says and looks at the father and says, you do not have the strength to lift me up, and I don't trust you can do it, and I don't want you to lift me up, then the boy will never be able to reach the toy. The father is the only means by which this child can reach the toy. And so, if the child does not accept this grace, does not accept the forgiveness, does not accept the work of the Holy Spirit in their life, then there will be no forgiveness. But we have to accept this love. That's why we are very thankful for the love of God. As St. Peter said, love will cover a multitude of sins. So the love of God not only cures us from the illness of sin, it also prevents illness. It gives strength to endure hardships. It removes anxiety. It gives peace. That's why I like in the Pauline epistle today, St. Paul, he said, To the present hour we both hunger and thirst. We are poorly clothed and beaten and homeless. We labor, working with our own hands. Being reviled, we bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. We have been made as the filth of the world. In another term, the scum of the earth, the offscoring of all things until now. This would be enough hardship to make anyone say, I'm done with this. I don't want to be this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to serve. I don't want to do anything. This is too hard. Leave me alone. But St. Paul, he was full of the divine love. It was as if he was vaccinated. So when hunger and thirst comes, when he's poorly clothed, none of these things had an effect on him because he was full of the love of God. And lastly, the power of divine love. The power of divine love unifies us together. We are united by becoming, by the love of God, by, making, by, by becoming one body. And actually the psalm today, it said, You have given a heritage to those who fear you. 
You have given a heritage to those who... In another like translation, it says, like, you have given a banner to those who fear you. A banner, like when you look at heritage or banner, it is a distinguishing sign, a mark. Like a heritage, you have an inheritance. A banner is like a mark that you are set apart from the others. It's as if it was like we are players on the same team. You know, like every player on the same team wears the same like jersey. They have the same banner on them. So, those who love God, they are on the same team. They have the same jersey. They've all been saved by the blood of Christ. That's why in the church there is no room for division. Division then becomes the mark of... Like spiritual immaturity. If you don't have, if you're spiritually immature, you want to divide and cut. But the spiritually mature want to reconcile and bring together because we all have the same. The we are all under. The, we have the same banner. In the Song of Solomon, he talks about this banner in a different way. He says, "He brought me into the banquet house, and his banner over me was love." So we all have this love. And we are all unified. What brings us together? This banner, the love of Christ, the blood of Christ, and also our love for truth. Our love for truth. That's why I love in the Acts of the Apostles today, it said that St. Paul, he went to Berea, and these people were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica. And that they received the word of God with readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. These people were motivated by truth. The love of God compelled them to search for truth. And they became unified around the gospel message. That's the difference between the people in in Berea is different from the people in the gospel of today who did not receive the word of God with readiness and when God was speaking to them the word of God they blaspheme and say he is from Beelzebub today we see the power and the, the love the power of the love of God to give healing we see the power of God to draw us closer and closer to him we see the power of God to unite us and protect us as one flock as one shepherd I hope today we can see and meditate on all the ways that God has loved us and glory be to God forever amen